Greetings. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 31 of the Legacy Drawing Board, the podcast journey and experience that wants you to build a stronger, more meaningful legacy by embracing good design principles. I'm your host, Ron Fong. And as your host, I have the duty to make sure that I am respecting your time. And I do thank you for listening. And in, store, in respect to your uh, time, I want to make sure that it's clarity so that going into the episode, you know what to expect or I could give you a roadmap. And I always lead off now by delineating the vision, the mission, and the purpose of this podcast. Uh, the vision is to have people see themselves and the world through the lens of legacy design and building. The mission is to introduce people into the world of design and have them emerge as storytellers. And finally, the purpose. There's a perpetual need for leadership that calls us to edify others through enduring relationships. I'll be focusing on the purpose of this podcast for this episode. Talked about leadership and how important it is. I talked about leadership in episodes six and seven, and I go back to my refrain, no leadership, no legacy. It is that important in your legacy about leadership, about how you interact with other people, how you lead, how you guide, and how you make your impact. Your legacy is like your name, even though it's yours. The benefit is that when others use it, or the value is when others use it. And you think about leadership, leadership in terms of your home, your work, or in terms of when you volunteer, perhaps at your church or a civic group. What do you look for in leadership? What do you hope to achieve? And what caught, brought me back to leadership was I saw a posting in LinkedIn recently, and it talked about spiritual leadership. And it brought me back to a time when it was in vogue for people to describe themselves as servant leader. And that got me thinking is that, are there types of leadership? Do we need to put an adjective in front of leadership? Or does it wind up distracting us from what leadership is? Does it wind up diluting the power of leadership? And you think about it in terms of servant leadership. I could never get used to that term. I thought that was redundant. If you're not willing to serve, you're not fit to lead. How else can you be a leader if you don't serve? That was the first instance in which I thought, we don't need adjectives in front of leadership. We need to stay focused. And do we have a single lane of leadership? Then we talked about spiritual leadership. Again, it was just a posting on LinkedIn. It got me thinking, is this similar to servant leadership? And what is spiritual leadership? Uh, I know there's been books written about it. I know among clergy, they talk about it. And now there is a movement, perhaps, in the business world about thinking in terms of ethics, morals, values. And in terms of what it means to be a spiritual leader is that you have a perhaps a higher calling. The accountability is to a higher power. And I think there are some benefits in terms of thinking about that. So what is the leadership relationship? Well, the leadership relationship is, I think it's more in terms of a covenant than a contract. And we're very used to contracts, social contracts. 
you think about your work contract, if you have one, is that you will do X work for Y pay. You have certain deadlines, obligations, and so forth. So much of our lives are centered around contracts. If you do this, then that. And if there's a form of reciprocality to that. And contracts are can be broken, that if someone does not fulfill their end of the contract, then the contract is dissolved and the parties are uh, no longer involved or maybe now a very acrimonious relationship. But for a covenant, it's a much more solemn uh, pursuit. And a covenant is that you are willing to work with someone. You're willing to maintain a relationship with someone. And it's not so much the reciprocality. It's that you're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And it does have religious uh, tones to it. And I think that's okay. I think that's great, in fact, that it has some degree of, again, accountability to a higher power. And I'll just use one biblical example is that the covenant that God made with Noah. After the flood, God said to Noah, not only to Noah and to his descendants, I will no longer, you know, flood the earth again. So that the Noah has some reassurance that they can still go, uh, they can go on without having to fear that. Now there's still some accountability, and Noah still had to have faith. But again, that was a covenant that God made with Noah. Using that as a reference or as a parallel, do we think about our relationships in terms of leadership with others? That we're going to stay with people despite the bumps in the road. We're going to stay with people and that they don't necessarily have to do anything per se. Uh, I mean, obviously they can't do badness, but they don't have to do anything per se, but we, we are invested in that person. We see something good about them. They find favor in our eyes and our hearts. It touches us. And we're willing to make a commitment to that individual that if they don't, you know, in terms of meeting certain standards, not necessarily because you think it's that important and you know that that person's going to come through ups and downs and you're going to stay with them during those down periods. And you think about marriage, if we view it as a covenant, which is in the Bible, is that you are going to stay with that person for you know, sickness and health, for better or for worse. And the involvement of God now in terms of that relationship is not only do you have a responsibility to your spouse, but now there's also a responsibility to God. And I think that strengthens a relationship. It kind of takes you to a certain extent out of the equation, or at least it moves you into a better spot where it's not going to be focused on what you want, but it is for the greater good. And I think that's very important in leadership is what is for the greater good. How are you going to have that relationship with that individual? And how are you going to impact that individual in a positive way? Now, I talked about many times and for the uh, new listeners, I make uh I make a numerous reference to Dieter Rams, the uh, very influential German uh, industrial designer, and about his principles of good design. So how does design factor into your leadership as part of your legacy? Well, one of the things is that it is a relationship. And in its relationship, is it useful? Are you providing some benefit for this individual? And that benefit is not, again, reciprocal. That person doesn't have to benefit you, but are you providing benefit for that individual? Two, is it understandable? 
does the person understand what this relationship is? And if you want to kind of spell it out and give more details, I think that's fine. Again, I don't think necessarily you have to give it an adjective, but you could under, you could say to them, hey, we're in this relationship and this is what some is going to entail. Is it honest? Very important in any relationship that you're upfront of you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then is that is it for the long term? Is it long lasting? Is it where you're going to say, you know, I'm going to be with you through the highs, through the lows, through however long it takes. I'm going to be with you. I'm committed to this relationship. And then one of the things, again, the, one of the principles, or the very last principles of good design that Dieter, brought, uh, Dieter Rams talks about is that design should incorporate as little design as possible. And that's where I go back to having adjectives, servant leadership, spiritual leadership, whatever other type of leadership. If you're going to design leadership as part of your legacy, is that extra layer now, is it servant leadership or spiritual leadership? By adding the extra layer, are you going to, is it beneficial? Or can you cut that and say, you know, let's go talk about leadership. And leadership is across the board. I'm not going to I'm not have special type of leadership for special things. It's this overarching theme of who I am, what I do, what I think is important. And again, going back to relationships in terms of storytelling. You are a storyteller. You have a story to tell. And I want you to, to have throughout your chapters of storytelling. I want you to have leadership stories. I want you to talk about positions in which you impacted people. And I recall back uh, when I was an undergrad and I took a film adaptation class where you would take uh, novels and looked at how it got turned into a screenplay. The instructor of the class was Oakley Hall, who wrote uh, The Western Warlock, and he wrote other uh, Western uh, books. What was what, it, what I got from that, or I remember from that class, was that uh, Professor Hall said, good writing demonstrates, it shows, instead of telling. He would talk about how you could pick up so much in terms of character by their actions as opposed to you describing that individual with those characteristics. And that's the power of it. And especially now when you think about it in terms of uh, taking a novel and turning it into a screenplay, it's going to be, you know, and obviously you have a visual medium now, and you need to really demonstrate on the screen what the characteristics of those individuals are or what you want to uh, portray instead of just merely describing it. And think about this in terms of your relationship specifically in the capacity as a leader. Do you tell people or do you spend more of your time telling people, I'm a leader, this is my style, this is what I do? Or is it like good writing? Is it like good storytelling where you go about your work and you demonstrate what you do? And that's not to say that you never will answer questions or that you keep people in the dark, but that you prioritize your actions much more than your words. And that, again, is the essence of good storytelling, that your actions are the main vehicle for telling stories. 
Think about this. Your legacy. Your legacy is about messaging. Your legacy is about that message being so strong, so solid, that even when you're not there, so whether you depart from this earth or not in a room, people will know what you wanted. People will know what you have said. People will, will take what you have given to them and use it. That's how powerful it is. And that's your legacy. And all this is against the parallel with leadership is the power of your storytelling in order to take people from point A to point B. And hopefully that's an, obviously a better direction. To my point is that that singular pursuit of leadership in terms of legacy building, you don't need adjectives. I think that leadership is a process of distillation, not installation. And again, as Dieter Ram says, good design is as little design as possible. Streamline it. Throw away anything that, discard anything that will distract your message. And, and be able to focus. And when you do that, think of that when you interact with people in a relationship, how powerful it is by saying, I have pared this down to what we need to do together. I have pared it down to have you as the focus. I have pared it down to make sure going forward that I validate each day how I'm going to interact with you and how my actions will back that up. That is how powerful leadership can be when we distill it to its essence, and that becomes our story. Practical application, going forward for this next week, next month, think about your various numerous opportunities for leadership. Think about how, how you want your leadership legacy to be. And it's a story. What's the story you want to tell? What's the message you want to get across? How do you want to touch people's lives? And what are you doing to demonstrate that? Again, it's not about mission statements and visions or all those things. It's about what do you do day to day, the moment you see that person, how you interact, your tone of voice, what you're willing to do for that person. And in terms of articulation, have you made it clear to that person that this relationship, in terms of your capacity as a leader, it takes on more of the characteristics and the dynamics of a covenant as opposed to a contract? That you're committed to this person. Again, you saw something in that individual. You want to go for it. You're committed to this. Come seasons of plenty, seasons of drought. Because that's what leadership is. And you think about it. Where does when does leadership really shine? When times are good, really don't, you know, they kind of almost take care of themselves. But when times are bad, when resources are scarce, when difficult decisions have to be made, that's when leadership is going to step up. True leadership is going to step up. That is when have that's when the benefits will come because of how much you invested in people, how much you invest in that relationship in which you're saying that, again, circumstances to a certain extent don't matter. 
I'm here for you. I'm going to validate our relationship with every moment I have with you every day because that's my commitment. That's the covenant I have with you. I want you to seize the moment, seize the day. I want you to be the author of your story. I want you to be the architect of your legacy. I want you to demonstrate leadership every single day because there's opportunities every single day for us to do it. Leadership's not a hat that we just put on when it's convenient or it's a hat that we wear in business meetings. No. It's something that we should clothe ourselves with daily because we never know when the opportunities arise. We never know when people are seeing us. We never know when we could have that opportunity to impact people. Be cognizant of your, your standing. Seize it. Grow into it. And again, serve people because it's the right thing to do. And when you do that, your legacy, it will take care of itself. I would always welcome and just love hearing from people. If you can, contact me. My email is rfong at truenorthshepherding.com. Contact me about how you're growing as a leader. What's the story that you're telling? Give me feedback. Am I wrong in saying that we shouldn't have adjectives in front of leadership? It should be just leadership. Give me, if you have a different perspective on it, by all means, send me the email, or I would even love to have you uh, interview you uh, for that. And if you're interested in, in this concept of designing your legacy, if you're interested of seeing yourselves in a different light as a storyteller, if you know now that there is a need for leadership and you want to edify others, and you want to work in terms of you want to work in terms of getting better at that. Uh, I invite you to visit my website. That's truenorthshepherding.com, and sign up for a complimentary session of how we could start working together. Uh, with what uh, for 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 that. The next episode, I'm going to talk about child when a child when a parent and a child. Uh, depart and usually when the child now has become an adult him, uh, himself and think about it in terms of uh, maybe going off to college maybe now signing for military maybe getting married and you know uh, moving to a different city all those things how that parting becomes an inflection point for the legacies of both the parents and the child until next time Please give your legacy and your leadership the time and attention it deserves, because when you do, we all benefit. Mm -hmm.